Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. Marinero, the sick podcast, right after the Canadians lose game two to the Toronto Maple Leafs by a score of five to one. Who would have thought that? Maybe some people did. I, for one, am surprised, to tell you the truth. I thought Toronto would be rattled after losing John Tavares for the series. I thought Montreal would have Toronto exactly where they wanted them. I thought the Canadians would come out very strong for game number two. Boy, was I wrong. Joining me right now from Global TV Montreal, Brian Wild. How you doing, bud? Very well. How are you doing, Tony? I, I'm doing well, but I am really, really disappointed in the Montreal Canadiens' performance tonight. And look, I know Toronto was better than the Canadiens in the regular season, and it's not because Austin Matt that John Tavares is down that Toronto doesn't have players. I mean, they still have Austin Matthews, and they still have Mitch Marner, and they still have. William Nylander and, and, and Zach Hyman, the list goes on and on. But I'm I'm shocked that the game was as one-sided as it was, to tell you the truth. Shocked and very disappointed. Who played well in the Montreal Canadiens, Brian? Who? You know what? I just finished writing my article, uh, Call of the Wild, and I only had one horse, and that was just Barry Kotkaniemi. And, I mean, he was your goal scorer and had a really strong first period and then didn't do much after that. But you're right can't pick out anybody really that was strong i can't carry price maybe even though that sounds crazy you know he allowed four team letting five to pick out a goalie on a night like that usually you pick out a goalie when you you know won the, won the game you know or two it was at least kept close so tony i agree i can't pick out anybody i really can't there yeah, was that kind uh... of night. but i but you know what though i'm not a, i'm not surprised like you i think that you know i think the hockey playoffs when you get up in a series, there's an ebb and flow. Then the other team's hungrier, and then it gets a certain number. If it's 2-1, then the team that has to come back gets hungrier. And, you know, look at Pittsburgh and the Islanders an example. As soon as one team gets down, then the other team's hungrier and ties it up. So I think the fact that uh, if one team stays hungry and the other team gets hungry, I think that means it could be a long series. And if it's a long series, that's really beneficial to the Canadians because nobody gave them really any – any hope of even that making a seven? You know, we yeah, all saw the 50 predictions, right? He's Brian Wild. I'm Tony Marinero. It's a sick podcast, and the show is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com slash sickpod and see why Essentia is the mattress of choice for many athletes, including over 25% of professional hockey players. Use code sickpod for a free pillow with your purchase. Essentia, beyond organic sleep. All right, so you mentioned your Sperry Cock and Yemi. He was brought into the lineup because, of course, Jake Evans got hurt in game number one. Kotkaniemi steps in, and in between um, Paul Byron and Arturi Lekkinen, so taking Jake Evans' spot in the lineup, and after going, what was it, 0 for his last 25 or whatever it was in the regular season, couldn't buy a goal in his last 25 games. First playoff game after being a healthy scratch <laughs> in game one, and yeah. boom, who would have predicted that? But he puts the Canadians on the board. Brian, a goal like you saw last year in the bubble. Kotkaniemi going to the net. That's exactly it. 
You're you're exactly right. It was just like it. And I mean, he did more than that. He was the uh, uh, man that initiated it, really, because he was the one who made the hit on the uh, Toronto Maple Leaf defenseman that caused the weak clearing attempt that kept it uh, inside the attacking zone. And then the defenseman to another defenseman out to the front of the net. And, uh, and that's where he went after he made the big hit, was straight to the front of the net to cross some havoc. And then he was parked just a little off to the side, which is what you're supposed to do for rebounds. And I mean, he yeah. did absolutely everything right, like a professional hockey player. And, and he was responsible for the only goal. But uh, you know what? That was pretty much how many other great chances did they have, Tony? Yeah, well, so not many. Well, four and a half minutes after he scores, Jason Spezza uh, takes advantage of Arturi Lekin and turning the puck over. And he ties the score at one. And they go to period number two, Brian. And the game is tied at one after 20 minutes of play. And then in the second period, disaster. Eight minutes in the box. Yeah. Yeah, and before they, the disaster in the box, Tony, uh, and I, I didn't think it was a poorly officiated game. I mean, when you know, actually one of my pet peeves is if you're dominated like that and the other team has the puck all the time, you should be going to the box more. You're chasing the game. You're the ones committing the stick fouls. You're the ones tripping, trying to catch up to a guy. You're the ones hooking, trying to catch up to a guy. So, you know, people would complain, oh, they had six and they had two or seven and three or whatever the night. Yeah. But if you're chasing the game, you better have more minors. And I wish the, I wish the NHL would stop saying, well, it better be 5-5 five, five at the end of the night, even though one team might be superior right. to the other team. So I have no trouble with the officiating here, even though it was eight straight minutes. It was also a stupid challenge there from above, whether it was Mark Bergevin who was pulling the strings or if it was uh, Mario was pulling the strings, whoever was yeah. involved, it was dumb. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with the officials. I don't have a problem with the uh, with the challenge because by that time the game was already over. But, you know, I do have trouble with Philip Deneau kind of lackadaisically chasing down Austin Matthews. If Tony, you have the challenge of facing Austin Matthews, one of the best centers in the game, and that's your responsibility, and it's the playoffs, you better not be taking three seconds off and letting him uh, chase the net there on the hall shot that he got the rebound. I mean, he knows what his plan is. And Deneau, Deneau didn't give it. You know, I love to know, and I think he's, you know, great to a player, but Tony, he did not get enough there. That line is not giving it enough. Well, I'm going to talk to you about the line in just a second. Before I do, I want to talk to you about excellent photo. They ship to all of Canada, great variety of gear, whether you're into photography, video, podcast, professional staff at the store and online to help you choose the gear that you really need. So I want to talk to you about that line. And you're right. Austin Matthews puts the Toronto Maple Leafs up by a score of two to one. Philip Deneau has got to be better than that. And, of course, we know it's a big responsibility. He's handled some of them really well, right? Take a look yeah. at the job that he did on Connor McDavid in the regular season. Yeah, But here's absolutely. the problem, though. As good as that line has been, and I'm talking about Deneau, I'm talking about Tatarin, I'm talking about Gallagher, I think Thomas Tatar and Brendan Gallagher, respectfully, have been very average two games into the series, Right. I thought um, the, uh, Tatar was really, really poor tonight. Um, Gallagher hasn't looked his same since coming back. But one of the things is as good as that line has been for the last three years and as much as they've been up to challenges, it almost seems to me that they're playing on the back foot too much. They're thinking defense too much. And, you know, they're, they're, they're not attacking. And they feel like the, the hunted in, instead of the hunter – and so what am I getting at? What I'm getting at is this. Wouldn't it have made more sense maybe tonight or if not tonight, as of next game, 
to put Phil Deneau in between Lekkonen and Byron like the Carbonell line used to be for the longest time and say, okay, guys, you know what your mandate is? You are the <laughs> shutdown line. Yeah. If you shut down the Matthews line, we believe we have a pretty good chance. And at that point, not only does that do that, it kind of liberates Tatar and Gallagher, and they know now they could be on an offensive line. And maybe you give them cock and yemi or as a center, but wouldn't that make more sense? Are you on board with that? Well, I mean, you're looking at it as like the old days where you have a classic shutdown line. And I am on board with it because you're picking out a scenario where all season long they have not handled Austin Matthews. Now, would I agree with you if you made this suggestion against Connor McDavid? I wouldn't, because all season long they did pretty well against Connor McDavid. But that line, as great a defensive line as it's been, top five in the league and core C and expected goals percentage, they have had no luck against Matthews. And once again tonight, they have no luck against them. And I'm going to have pushback just a little bit on uh, you, on Gallagher. He had two okay. really clean looks tonight. He put both of them blocker side just over the bar. Yeah. But he had two nice looks early he in the did. game, second period. Two really nice looks. But I'm not pushing back on you on Tatar at all. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we all know how the Canadians got this guy. They got him as Suzuki because they were so upset with how bad he was in the playoffs that they benched him as they made yeah. their way to the Stanley Cup Finals. He was up in the press box. And he has not been able in his career to elevate his game to the higher intensity that the playoffs bring. I have argued that he should come back. But, you know, in Mark Bergevin's famous sentence, some guys get you two and some guys get you through. And if they yeah. can get to him without Thomas Tatar, then they won't have him, which would be beneficial for the through him part because he's he's the same guy that vegas was okay to trade as a throw-in it's only two games though i mean you know i hate it when i'm super negative like this and the yeah. sm the sample size is small because tony you can kind of have it biting you in the ass sometimes but i'm that's, ready to be bitten in the ass on this one because he has not been that's good the voice of brian wild of global tv montreal wearing his minnesota north stars t-shirt for those who are listening to us and not watching us he is wearing a Minnesota North Stars t-shirt. They don't have t-shirts of the Minnesota North Stars, but I'll tell you what Sport Buff Shop does have, sportbuffshop.com. For all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more, use code SICK15 for 15% off on all of their items. They have all the current teams in professional sports. That's what they have. You talked about the coaches' challenge before. Let's bring it up. Let's go to the goal that made it 3-1 Toronto. Way back, backhand pass by Matthews, walks right into it, and just great presence in front. Sherratt is tied up with Zach Hyman, and he just walks into this one underneath the blocker between the arm and the pad. All right, so here's something that I put the, out there on social media tonight, and I took okay. a, and at the time of this recording, it's Saturday night right after the game. I took a lot of heat for it, okay? I said, oh, that's, 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 surprising. that's a bad coach's <laughs> challenge, mm -hmm. and that's a bad goal to give up. Carey Price has to stop that one. Now, I didn't say the Canadians lost because of Carey Price. 
And I understand that they took four straight penalties in the second period and that they didn't show up and they got outchanced and outworked and outshot and everything. One has nothing to do with the other. In my opinion, that's a bad coach's (laughs) challenge. That was a bad goal to give up. And I don't care that it's 98.2 miles per hour. That doesn't mean that every 98.2 mile per hour slap shot is supposed to go in. It went in under his arm, and it wasn't exactly Matthews who took it, nor was the guy's name Ovechkin, right? It was Sandin. So, agree and or disagree with my take? Oh, I agree with your take, but I mean, I you, you know how Twitter works. People are reading stuff that's not actually there and kind of giving you an emotion that you don't have. I mean, if you're just speaking of that specific play and saying you should have that, I would agree with it. But what they're doing is they're responding with thoughts on, you're attacking Carey Price again, but you're not. You're just saying in that particular instance, that goalie who I may love didn't make the save that he should have made. Yeah. I have no issue with that whatsoever, but that's the way Twitter works. You, you know, you say Carey Price should have had that. Hey, now you're a Price hater. I right? thought Carey Price was absolutely fantastic in game one. Yeah. That stop that he made off of Mitch Marner with the game tied at one midway through the third period was an unbelievable save. If Carey Price doesn't play like that, they don't win game one. The reason why they lost game two is not on Carey Price. It's not his fault. No. He should have stopped the third goal. You talked about that doesn't mean you hate him. That doesn't mean you hate him. You talked about (laughs) it. It just means you thought that he should have stopped that shot. Okay, go ahead. It sir. looked like if you were watching it on TV and they went yeah. to Mark Bergevin's loge, yeah. Yeah. it looked like Bergevin talked to the people on the bench and Alex Burroughs and said, yeah. we have to challenge that. That's goalie interference. Yeah, you know, I mean, we all know how that works, right? We all know that, that you know, it's called a coach's challenge because there are people upstairs that communicate with the coach. There's a video replay assistant. And there you have a lot of monitors. They have a lot of feeds. So they don't just have the Sportsnet CBC feed. They have the American feed too. Uh, They might have in-house feeds as well because they need to see it fast. So there's a guy that's responsible for that. So when you see Sedgwick and Bergevin, and Sedgwick's got this walkie-talkie with Bergevin pointing at the screen, it's easy to – and we know it came from above. So people are going to say, well, did that come from above or not? It always comes from above. A coach's challenge is always from above. But the thing that we could easily make the argument here, right, Tony, is is above the video replay room or is above Mark Benjamin looking at his one screen, talking to Sedgwick, who's communicating to either uh, Mario in the video or Dominic downstairs. But, yeah, that's what it looked like, right? I mean, we can never know for sure. But It looked like they they first saw a replay from up above, which looked like Thornton may have – uh, not carry Price's that. glove, but yeah. the other angles clearly showed that he gave him a little bit of a whack after the puck actually went in. It's I thought it challenge. was a really bad coach's terrible. challenge. It's awesome. the last thing they needed, having spent the entire second period in the box. Yeah. They probably weren't going to win the game anyway, the way yeah. they were going. I get that, but it just it was a bad coach's challenge. You win some, you lose some, and you know what? I'm I can't believe that the referees actually took about six minutes going back and forth. Yeah, I know why they did. Apparently uh, in headquarters, they were looking at the replay at the precise moment from another game. 
So they were actually at that moment occupied oh, with it. the previous one. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know who else was playing at the same time. My apologies. I was focused on the Canadians game. But there was another game on at the same time that had just prior to that had a, a moment in, uh, in, uh, that they were looking at. So they had to put the Canadians one on the back burner. It wasn't like they were like, hmm, this is dicey. Yeah, so there you go. There's your answer to that. That's from Elliot Friedman, by the way, who had that in the intermission after uh, you, you know, maybe were on the French feed or were busy getting ready for a podcast. All right. I think I'm going to bring up a couple of things that are going to surprise you here, but uh, I look forward to seeing your reaction. I'm ready for your reaction. surprises. All right. Um, Place your bets on my bookie. Go to mybookie.ag slash the sick podcast. Use code sick picks for a 50% deposit bonus or use code pick 10 for $10 in free play without even depositing bet, win, get paid. The Canadians scored two goals in game one. Mm -hmm. They scored one goal in game two. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of guys here, offensive players who have not showed up two games in. They're going back home to Montreal for game three on Monday night where they have the last line change. If you were a betting man and you went to mybookie.ag, would Cole Caulfield be in your lineup? Would you bet on him? You're hesitating. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm hesitating because, I mean, it's uh, this whole organization favors veterans so much. Um, so before Caulfield couldn't get in, yeah. They have to hate someone enough to take him out. Do you understand what yeah. I'm getting at? Yeah. And he, and he has to play the right side, right? Okay. Doesn't he? Like, the, the guy that I think that they would take out because they don't like him at all is Tatar. But he's okay. on the wrong side. So, if I'm to answer yeah. on your betting question there, Caulfield in, and I want to say yes, of course, because they're not scoring at all. Yeah. The power play is crap. Uh, yeah. He's the blueprint for an improved power play. The guy can put mm -hmm. shots wherever he wants. However, which guy yep. are they taking out to you get You ready for this? In? Oh, yeah. You I ready for this? Answer. Yeah, I want your answer. I take out Corey Perry. See, that's... Allow me see, to explain. Okay. You ready? Yeah. But you know my answer. It's very simple. They like veterans. But let's hear yours. And I understand that. Well, yeah. I'm going to change their mind. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay? Okay. Um, as you recall, down the stretch, Corey Perry did not get a breather. They played right. him. And they a actually lot. played him a lot of minutes. That's number mm -hmm. one. Number mm -hmm. two, um, they play again on Tuesday. So yeah. if they play Monday and Tuesday, and they right. played on Saturday, that's three games and four nights. Right. right. Number three, yeah. um, he hasn't been on the score sheet in the series either. Number four, Caulfield in for Perry makes the Canadians a faster lineup. Mm -hmm. So I like Corey Perry, and I want to see him back for game four. But I'm going to give him a breather for game three, and by doing so, he'll be much better in game four. That's who I'm taking out, and he plays the right side. I'm going to take it a step further. You ready for this? Okay. Yeah, I think you're doing Phil well. Deneau yeah. in between Lekkinen and Byron, like I told you. No, that one's not happening. Okay. No I'm going to put no Nick way Suzuki yeah. with Tyler Toffoli yeah. and Cole Caulfield. I can see that one. And I'm going to drop Armia to the fourth line. I can see that one too. And I'll put Kakanyemi with Tatar and, and Gallagher. That's what I'm doing. I know it's a <laughs> lot of changes. Yeah. And chances are, if you're a betting man, that's not a good bet on my bookie. I get yeah. it. 
but that's just the way I see it. At, at my bookie, is uh, Caulfield in or out available as a bet? Uh, I, I I'm not checking, but I would that's, imagine uh, he'll be he'll be out there in terms of his chances to score a goal. Now, I'm going to surprise you with my other move. Okay, I'm I'm having fun. Keep going, Jake Allen. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Why are you doing this? It's. I'll not tell you happen. why. It's Monday, got nothing Tuesday to do with again? game one and game two. Monday, Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday. Carrie Monday, Price Tuesday. does wow, not play back to backs often. And no, on Tuesday, will be three it. games and four nights. I, I can't see it, man. I can't now, see it. Not hold on a second. Right? Okay. What about I'm last okay year? If they go with Carrie Price on Monday yeah. and they win and they yeah. go back and they go to Jake Allen on Tuesday. So it doesn't necessarily have to be Allen on Monday night, but my gut tells me that you will see Jake Allen either Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I'm taking the no on that one. Okay. I'm taking the carry price is the guy, and uh, yeah. they're going to live and die with the guy, especially with the 9-7-5 in the first game and a pretty good second game. Bit of a banana. Yeah. I agree with you on the, uh, on the yeah. uh, third goal. But I, I can't see it, man, especially with him having all of that rest. If they could say to yeah. him, you know, you, you got us into the playoffs with that you know, you. 22 starts in 31 days, I could, I would, you know, say maybe. But he's a pretty rested guy. He's a pretty healthy guy. And the way yeah. these guys look at hierarchy, you know what I mean? This is a I hierarchy veteran organization. I mean, Eric Stahl is in. Yeah. And, and, like, did he touch the puck tonight, Eric Stahl? No, no. And Brian, like just so we're clear with <laughs> yeah. everyone here, yeah. this is no slight on Carey Price. Yeah. I predicted for what it's worth that Jake Allen would start game three before the series even started, okay? Right. So because you're really of the whole back-to-back -back logic. On the back-to-back. -back. Well, yeah. I, I mean, in the regular season, it happens, of course. But I think Carey's rested. He's playing well enough. They believe in hierarchy. I cannot see it. I can't, I can't okay, even so see let's, Eric Stahl leaving in the lineup. He didn't touch the puck tonight. So let's end this episode of the Sick Podcast with this. Brian Wilde of Global TV, what do you see? You're Dominic Ducharme. What do you see in terms of changes in the Canadians lineup going into game three? I see... <laughs> I'm going to make you so unhappy. I see no changes. Oh, that now you're right. Now I am unhappy. <laughs> I told you. I don't well, hold it. Hold it. Jake Evans is is uh healthy. Oof, if Jake Evans is healthy, I mean just very cocky Nimmy can't leave the lineup after being the best forward. So Eric You gotta Stahl take out Stahl. I gotta take out Stahl. I can't take out hey, you're Stahl. You're playing Tuesday again. Don't forget, you're playing Tuesday again after. Okay, well, I don't know the health of Jake Evans. Okay. If Jake Evans can't go, no changes. Oh, my God. I know, right? It's terrible. It's not like it's my – you asked me what they're going to do. You didn't ask me what Brian Wilde would do. You understand what I mean? Like, yeah. Brian Wilde has Cole Caulfield, you know, playing 17 minutes a night. Yeah. Brian Wilde would have never had Jasperi cut Kinyemi on the sidelines. Brian Wilde would have never, you know – John Merrill in for Romanov, but I don't, I don't make any decisions over there, but I yeah. know hierarchy and Romanov, like he played the whole year. 
playoffs start and it's like veteran, 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 you know? Yeah. They don't turn over the roster over there. They believe in old age. It's the just the way they sport, are. We can't change it. It's the, the way beauty it is of sport. Brian, we'll find out on Monday. What I want to be wrong. Will or Let me won't finish be. with this, Tony. Let me finish with this. I want to be wrong. You know I want to be wrong. I want Romanov in. I want Gardinemi in. I want Caulfield in. They're not winning the cup this year. Give all of these kids a chance to feel what it's like in this environment for years that it actually matters. No better way to end the show, my man. Always fun talking with you. You can listen to the Sick Podcast and you can follow us and watch us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Brian Wild, thank you very much. Follow us at the Sick Podcast. Good night, Brian. Good night. Go North Stars. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress beyond organic sleep.